Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stone's Top Tens, where I will be ranking my top 10 favorites in different categories. My name is Anna Stone, and in season two, we are exploring my favorite sports movies with a variety of my friends. We will be working backwards through the list from 10 to 1 with a few bonus episodes because I suck at making decisions. Now, sometimes you may think we are missing a movie that is essential to the top 10 list. There are a few reasons this may be. I may have never seen it, it may appear on a different list, or I just may not agree with you about how good the movie is, which is totally possible. You can always email me with any suggestions or positive feedback at stonestop10s at gmail.com. If you'd like to get updates about when episodes are coming out, please subscribe to Stones Top 10s on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your pods. Please make sure to rate and review. And you can also follow me on Instagram at stonestop10s to get updates too. So let's welcome today's guest host, Natalie Rivera. Hey, Natalie, how's it going? Oh, good. It was daylight savings this weekend, so I think we're all feeling that, huh? Oh, we're starting off hot here. Um, Obviously, it was not recently daylight savings time, but you're getting a little look into my recording process. Um, So we're just going to continue with this banter and pretend that it was just daylight savings time. Or don't. Whatever floats your boat. Back to the episode. Oh my gosh, I know. I feel like quite refreshed. And this is my favorite daylight savings time because I get like an extra hour. <laughs> oh, it's no, when you have kids, it's not anything fun. <laughs> we were up at 445 this morning. Oh, gross. Oh my God. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I'm yeah, so it sorry. Usually, it usually evens out in like three days. So we'll be good in a couple days. Oh my gosh. I did not have that issue with the dogs. Um, it's like hit or miss, but they were pretty good. Um, and I just, you know me, I like to get as much sleep as possible. So like, yeah, this, I'm very jealous. This daylight savings time is the one I like. The one in the spring is whoo, not my yeah. favorite. <laughs> yeah, we can we can just get rid of it. I agree. Um, all right, so today we are going to be discussing a sports movie that I have never seen before, which is 42, starring Chadwick Boseman and Harrison Ford. This movie follows the true story of Jackie Robinson and his journey as the first African-American baseball player to break the color barrier in the major league. Jackie starts as a player in the Negro League for the Monarchs when he is brought to the attention of Brooklyn Dodgers owner Branch Rickey, who wants to bring a Black player to his team. Throughout the movie, Jackie works up from the minors, facing racism from players, coaches, opponents, and teammates alike. So Natalie, what are your initial feelings about 42? Um, I loved it. It was hard to watch, but (laughs) eye-opening. I've heard of Jackie Robinson, and I feel like present day everyone just talks about how great he was what a great influence he was on baseball but I guess I never really thought about all the terrible things he had to go through and a lot of the terrible things that um, black people have to go through in general with racism so that was really eye-opening but I loved it I agree and you hadn't seen it before either right right Perfect. Um, yeah, I it is one that had been on my list like for a while of like I had wanted to watch it. Um, I love a good like biopic. Um, and I really enjoyed this one. It's uh, you know, bittersweet watching Chadwick Boseman just because like since he's passed, it's um he was just such a fantastic actor that like it just made me think yeah. a lot of like what he could have done going Mm -hmm. forward um 
and I was surprised how many people I like recognized in the cast um my notes are full of like oh my god is that like so and so and um and it was like simultaneously horrifying to watch and hopeful. Um, mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it a lot. And I'm really glad that I had this opportunity to watch it and kind of dig deeper. I like looked in and found like one interview of Jackie Robinson and Branch Rickey because I wanted to see if his voice, like if Harrison Ford made that accent choice on his own or if that's actually how he spoke. Um, and did he? He did kind of speak like that. It was a very short, like, radio type of clip, so it was just audio. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I found a picture, and the eyebrows were, uh, those were factual. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I didn't do any, like, um, research into it, but I did. um, I rented it on Amazon Prime, so I did tell my dad. He had to watch it because he loves sports and Jake Robinson. (laughs) My dad also loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think it's one that my parents would really enjoy too. Um, I what did I watch it on? I don't even remember. Oh, it's on HBO. That's what it was. Oh yeah, I realized that after, and I was like, well, <laughs> oh, I just no. paid for it on Amazon Prime. But hey, <laughs> that's okay. I had to pay to rent the Sandlot, and nothing made me more upset. Where I was like, I could not find my DVD, and I was like, what? Like, I could quote this entire movie, but here I am paying to rent it. Oh, my God. I probably could have given you the same that. That's a great one. I probably could have just, like, acted it out myself, but <laughs> it's totally fine. That's funny. Love so, it. one difference this season is that we are looking at what theme or themes, if perchance you have a hard time making decisions, like one such host as myself. Yep. Um, so, a theme that you take away from the movie. So, Natalie, what theme would you say this movie embodies um I would say a theme that the movie embodies would probably be that um nothing in life ever comes easy and Mm. I think Jackie Robinson would not take that one lightly like he was the brunt of everything and if Branch hadn't picked him out that wouldn't have been him you know I mean he was obviously a really good baseball player too so Branch Mm. did a good job of finding the best baseball player but yeah I would say that's what I thought the movie embodied like Man, Jackie Robinson did nothing came easy. The money, like to me, I don't even know if the money was worth it. I don't think it was the money. I think it was knowing that he was going to be the, I don't know, face. Like I think he knew, like, I'm the first one, but this means that other people can come up too. I definitely agree with you. The like he had to work so hard and it was just but like Branch talked about, you know, they couldn't pick someone who was too nice or too soft. They didn't want to pick someone who was too old because they wanted them to have um like this career, have this opportunity. And I also absolutely agree with you that he had to have done it more than just for, you know, the money or to play baseball. It had to be to be this, you know, waymaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I shockingly have two different themes. Who would think? Um, the first one is that it's better to be the bigger person in the face of hatred, which like I have so much respect. It reminded me of the like Michelle Obama quote of like, when they go low, we go high. I don't know mm-hmm. if I could do that. Um, I don't know if I could have that kind of composure with that much hatred being spewed at me. Um but Ricky wasn't wrong. Like if he had reacted, it would have been put on him. It would have been like, you know, he couldn't handle it or he was acting out. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of like you mentioned now, like that part, 
I feel like what I learned about Jackie Robinson growing up was that he was just like this very calm composed person and like getting to see how much work it was for him to be that calm composed person yeah I do wonder if there was any truth in like before he was on the team they showed him like you know like using that bathroom at that gas station that was before he was in the major leagues like was he doing stuff like that trying to get like some I don't know equality well they mentioned that he got court-martialed because he refused to move on the bus when he was in the military. He refused to move to the back of the bus. Uh, the other theme I had, it feels like really simple, but it's just like, do the right thing. Um, and I feel like we saw this so many times of different people throughout the movie figuring out what was right. Um, mm-hmm. I thought ricky's explanation about why he wanted to integrate you know when he was in the like training room with jackie after he had been stepped on you know and jackie he was pushing him he's like what like why are you really doing this um you know he says it's about the money he says it's like earlier he said it was um you know trying to beat fascism and like they bought beat fascism in europe and he wanted to beat racism here and then he says he talks about when he played baseball and he played with a black catcher and that he didn't do enough. Um, And he has this like beautifully tragic quote of there was something unfair at the heart of the game. I love, and I ignored it. The time came where I could no longer do that. You let me love baseball again. And it was just Mm -hmm. like so beautiful. And so, um, you know, not, just like I'm trying to make a difference and not just like I wanted to make money but like I needed it to make this game that I love lovable again mm-hmm. um yeah. and same with like Harold you know he's like so um concerned about it at the beginning and then he's like one of Jackie's biggest advocates um and the same with his teammates, like Pee Wee and Stinky, they both like really step up and do the right thing too. I think it like reminds me of like the bystander like situation mm-hmm. when it's like easier to just be a bystander, um, harder to like actually step up. And I think that was kind of where like um, Ricky was going with that too, or it was like he was a bystander probably back when that black catcher was around and it weighed on him. And so you can always not that he can fix that but at least he was like taking actions positive actions now going forward especially as like a man with power you know as an owner of a team like you can really make that difference yeah I loved all of his references to God and the Bible yeah cracking me up are you being sarcastic no it was cracking me up like (laughs) just every time he just like was putting that that Bible guilt on everyone like I liked the says. one where he was talking to the man or the owner of the Phillies and he was like when you get to heaven and God and God asks you why you did this your yeah. answer might not be good enough and I was just like dang yeah, I love that <laughs> that is intense he was uh, putting which, all the Catholic yeah, Catholic guilt on everyone but he was Methodist. Where'd he learn that? Oh, yeah. Sorry. The, <laughs> the Bible guilt then, I should say, not the Catholic. But it reminded me of that, you know, like, but he was relating it all to baseball. It was great. <laughs> well, that leads us perfectly into the next question, which is what scenes did you think were the best throughout the movie? So all the God, like, 
using God to scare people scenes you already mentioned. Any yes. other ones that really stand out? Um, I love like movies or scenes that his um wife was like his biggest supporter. Mm. I loved that she was able to like make it to games and stuff. Um, and she tried to like follow him. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, his wife is staying at home because she just had a child. Like she was still out there supporting him and they like always I don't know just helping to keep him level-headed I loved all those scenes I loved Um, their relationship I really hope that's how it was in real life yeah same I do too um I hated do we have a hated the scenes too (laughs) you can throw it in here (laughs) I like just could not handle that um manager thinking about Jackie Robinson staying level-headed like he really was struggling but that manager yelling all of those like racial slurs at him that mm. scene I just I couldn't oh it was so hard to watch and then I really thought Jackie was gonna snap on him so I was glad he didn't but I have that one and, too and that was a real guy like that mm-hmm. uh, yeah hated that mm-hmm. well like that it was, was powerful. powerful I have yeah, that in mind too. yeah um so I have the first game where they play down it's like an exhibition game of Brooklyn versus Montreal when he's still playing for Montreal um and that little boy fan who ends up like playing in the majors in the end credits they like mentioned that so he's funny there. yeah not funny um, it's just like cool that they and they included that so I was like mm, wouldn't have even really remembered that character and then at the end I was like oh yeah he was chasing the train I just loved like how excited he was um and like he like praised that Jackie will get a hit and like that'll be okay um and he gets walked the first time at bat by Higby who he ends up like getting kicked off the team and you know he steals the bases which like I when I played softball I could never I was I'm just not very fast like even at peak physical form I was just never fast um so Mm -hmm. I always thought somebody who could steal base was just like amazing um And like you mentioned, you know, he's like making the signs to his wife in the, I'm like signing at you. Like, I know what I'm talking about. Or like, anyone can see this, <laughs> but they're like signing back and forth. And I love that she's, you know, not just like preening in the crowd. She's like actively helping him. Um, mm-hmm. And then like the pitcher box the ball, which was a term I had never heard Um and the little kid, like, explaining to his mom, he's like, you just combobulated him. And I was like, that's adorable. I just love that. Yeah. I love that a big a word. Good, good scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also have when they're in, I think they're in Havana. They're, like, someplace tropical for the second spring training. Panama. Come on. That's where Panama. from. Oh, I'm no. Like, oh, my God. They're in Panama. That's where yeah, I feel from. really bad. <laughs> um so they're in Panama and they're switching him to first base so they switched him to second now they're switching him to first um and he is like practicing with the first base coach and it's like all cut between that and the players who are signing the petition to like say that they don't want to play with him um Mm -hmm. and I love that Pee Wee is like, if he's man enough to take my job, then he deserves it. Where like they're trying to like scare him into signing it. Mm-hmm. Um and the coach talking about like that Jackie has to be um a conspicuous player. I thought that was such cool, like such yeah. a cool way to say that. Way to put it. Yeah. Um, and then he like makes that diving catch and he goes, Well, that's conspicuous baseball. Yep. 
I like that a lot. The Phillies game is the one that you were talking about, where the Phillies manager is yelling, his name is Ben Chapman, just horrible, Mm -hmm. horrible things. Um, This is one where it was like, it was supremely uncomfortable to watch, but Mm -hmm. was so powerful. Um, And you see like all the different reactions, like, you know, Higby, when he gets the ball thrown in his head, is just like, oh, this is the big leagues. Like, this is the majors. And, you know, Ricky and Harold are in the stands just like, this is going to be fine. Ricky's like, God built him to last. Like, oh, God, that 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 manager made me so mad. And then when he goes into the tunnel after being um, caught out the second time and he's like yelling and breaking the bat and he's crying and like Ricky yeah. comes to check on him and I totally understand why he was like the next white person who opens their mouth at me like oh I, yeah I can't even imagine yeah and Ugh, like yeah I can't either it was just such a tender moment between him and Ricky you know there are these two like stoic men um and you know Robinson's breaking down and then Ricky kind of holds him and reminds him of why he needs to keep calm, what's at stake, why he needs to keep mm-hmm. playing. Um, so the third time at bat is that damn coach is continuing. Um, and I was thinking like, okay, if the first coach, the first Dodgers coach who got thrown out because he was like sleeping with that actress, if he had been there, there's no way he wouldn't have punched him. Like that would have been over. Mm-hmm. Um but as it is, like, Stanky gets out of the dugout, gets in his face, asks him what it's like to be a redneck piece of shit. Yeah. Everything you've been, like, just dying to say. I thought it was really interesting that, like, that's what gets the ump involved. Is that, like, their player comes out of their dugout. Yeah. Um, well, and, and all not- he says is, like, hey, whatever his number was, get back to where you're supposed to be. Like, that's basically all he's saying. Like- yeah. It was still, it was never the manager's fault. It was still the Dodgers guy that went over there. I don't remember. Sorry, I don't remember who it was. I'm so bad um, his name was Stanky. I don't, I could not handle it with these 40s names. Um, yeah. Branch, uh, Stanky, Pee Wee. I was like, what is this? Yeah. Um, what a time. What a time. But yeah, like 40s. Stanky, right? <laughs> Stanky still gets in trouble where it was like, it wasn't Chapman. It was just because Stanky went over there, like. Um, wouldn't have gotten involved right it's ridiculous um and I love that like Jackie gets a hit he gets on base he steals more and then he just like walks right past him to home base and I was like yes finally Mm -hmm. um and the last one I had was the Cincinnati game so this is the one where like after Wee gets the death threats and he's like kind of anxious because he's from Kentucky and Cincinnati is like close to Kentucky I'm feeling really bad in my like American geography because I was like I had to like look this up it's in that area that just like blurs together on the map for me (laughs) yeah like if you ever had to make a map of the United States blindly have you ever had to do that before yep that would not be great for me that and like just like empty space everywhere (laughs) or like even just trying to label the states I'd get screwed up I think um well I think I could do that authority there but if you ever want a challenge like have a blank map of the United States and draw the states in draw um I know what you and I are doing the next time we hang out we're gonna try and label a map without without looking or without like just blank 
Um, Love it. <laughs> don't tempt me super, with a good time. Sounds, sounds, sounds super exciting. So like, this I'm is excited. A, I actually would do it. Like, I'm going to print these off and come to your house. Like, <laughs> Perfect. Can't oh wait. my God. Okay. <laughs> um, so they're in Cincinnati. And there's that kid who's like so excited to see Pee Wee. Like he is his number one fan. And his dad starts yelling the racial slurs when Jackie steps out. And you can see the kid like looks at his dad. He looks around at the crowd and then he says it. And that tore my heart apart. I was not expecting that. I thought they were going to have the kid be like the bigger person. I swore that's what was going to happen. And then I was like, no. But it's so true that like generational yes. racism, that's what that's where yep. kids learn it. They see it yep. from their parents or their adults and yeah. people they look up to. And um it was just, oh my gosh, it broke my heart. Um Yeah. That was and, a good little child actor. Like he looked like horrified that people were yelling that, but then still was just like, Okay, I guess I gotta yell it too, and just melted mm-hmm. that out. Oh my gosh, yes. Um and I like, you know, Pee-wee goes to talk to Jackie and he puts his arm around him, which like gets these even like the Love crowd gets that. more mad. Um, and he like thanks Jackie. So this is the second time, like multiple times they thank him, like his teammates do. Um, and I love where he was like, maybe tomorrow we'll all wear 42. That way they can't tell us apart. And I was like, oh my God, like I love I know. that. <laughs> and then you cut back to that kid and you can tell that he's kind of like reconsidering. Yeah. Like, if my favorite player is doing that, should I be yelling this? Like, yeah. I like that he was like just leaving his arm on there too. And he's like, I just, they're way up high in the stands. So I just got to stand like this for a while, basically. Like, <laughs> yeah. got to make sure they can see me. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, um, uh, I loved that. I, I really yeah. like it. Showed just like how much power, um, people who are considered other people's idols have you know whether it's athletes or actors or musicians like politicians (laughs) yeah I mean yeah uh but just how much power they have and like how you can use it for good I just liked that um and then I had two special mentions I'm really bad at this I've like I've pretty much just discussed the whole movie um you're good there's a quote that the Phillies owner, when he's talking to Chapman after the first series when they're in Brooklyn and then they're coming to Philly, um, he reads this quote and I don't, I don't know where it's actually from. I think it's from a newspaper, um, but it just like, I literally paused it multiple times to get it because I thought it was so good. Um, it says, there is a great lynch mob among us. They go unhooded and work without a rope. We must remember that all this country's enemies are not beyond the frontiers of our homeland. Oh, so I did look this up. This was um, sports writer Jimmy Cannon wrote this, um, an article about this, and this is where the quote is from. It was in the New York Times, May 13th, 1947. So it is an actual article that was written at the time um, by Jimmy Cannon. Back to the episode. It's still so true. Like, this is still something we're dealing with today. Mm-hmm. Um, it was such yeah, a great quote. One um and then when Branca he asked him about the shower and he's like come on Jackie take a shower with me and I was like oh oh no let's think about how we're phrasing this god and then he was so funny after I loved how he like yeah stumbled over his words like oh well I didn't 
like mean it like that but yeah <laughs> he's like just come uh, shower with us like as a team we need to shower together as a team like oh my god it was so oh, funny <laughs> yeah that was that was a great scene i love that so next we're going to look at the cast. Um, it is a packed cast. I was shocked because I went in only knowing about Chadwick Boseman as Jackie Robinson. That was the only one I knew. And then every time someone new popped up on the screen, I was like, holy shit. Um, so the big one was Harrison Ford as Branch Rickey killed me. Um, Nicole Bahari as Rachel Robinson. Uh, Christopher Maloney as Leo DeRocher, Lucas Black as Pee Wee Reese, Andre Holland as Wendell Smith, Alan Tudyk as Ben Chapman, T.R. Knight as Harold Parrott, and Jesse Lucan as Eddie Stanky. Um, so what would you say are the highlights of the cast or like any changes that you would make? I was just going to say before you ask this one, I'm not qualified to answer this question. I am <laughs> the worst I am the worst person when it comes to actors and actresses. The only people that I recognized in the list was Chadwick Boseman and Harrison Ford. And I didn't even know it was Harrison Ford until you told me it was. Shut up. <laughs> you are lying to me. You watched this entire movie and didn't realize that was Harrison Ford. Not until you just told me that right now. So I don't feel like I'm qualified <laughs> to answer this question. I'm really bad with pop culture. I never know who's singing songs. I don't know who actors and actresses are. I don't recognize any of those other names on the list. So I, I think that I would keep them all the same because I love the movie. And I don't have any um, other actors that I can think of that I would replace. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on the fact you did not <laughs> recognize that that was Harrison freaking Ford. <laughs> oh my god like did you recognize that the guy was from law and order svu do you watch law and order svu nope do you watch Grey's anatomy nope oh my god you're killing my soul <laughs> right now oh my god and i only knew that was chadwick boseman after i think all of a sudden i was like hmm he looks familiar and i was like i think that's chadwick boseman and then i looked it up otherwise i wouldn't have known that was him so I'm pretty proud of myself that I recognize Chadwick Boseman because I haven't really seen him in movies besides what's he in? Is it uh, not Avatar? Black Panther. Oh, Black Panther. Yeah. Oh my Jesus. Oh my God. I'm just reminding myself how much I love you right now because this is. Well, I'm sorry to derail this question. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Um, I needed a good chuckle, so thank you. Um, okay. I thought Chadwick Boseman was amazing. Kind of like I mentioned at the top, um, he, it just made me really sad to think of like how much more he could have done. Um, and uh, just that like way that he showed the restraint while not being like, he didn't make it look easy, but it wasn't overacting. Like it was just very, very well acted. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Um, yeah. And I like he had too, to like show the expressions, you know, like it wasn't just like his words, like he had to literally be listening to terrible words and yeah, show that restraint, show that he was like upset. But yeah, I agree. Like saying? it wasn't just having like good lines and being able to read good lines. It was a lot of like really having to act it. Um, it was just a really, I think a really tough role to play. Mm -hmm. um, I also yep. thought like the parallel I saw was like, 
when Branch talks to him about how he saw a kid at the Sandlot, a white kid at the Sandlot before the game pretending to be him, Mm -hmm. um, it reminded me a lot of like how people reacted to his his role as T'Challa um after Black Panther came out you know so many people not just people of color not just kids of color like everybody was admiring him and wanting to do what he did it was just wanting to be a part of it um it just kind of reminded me of that yeah um that's a good and, yeah that's a good reference and uh, did you get that reference yeah I got that one thank oh, you okay <laughs> well I don't know I did uh, I did get that one Okay, just checking. Um, and then I thought he had really good chemistry with Nicole Bahari. They were very believable as like a couple. Um, and I really, I like I said, I really hope that like Jackie and Rachel's relationship was actually like that because it was quite beautiful. Yeah, loved it. Um, so I would not really change this part, any of the cast. Yeah, I, don't, um, I wouldn't either. The next question is about how the movie holds up in the 2020s, but since it was made so recently, that just doesn't really apply. Now we're going to look at the best and worst categories. Um, We're going to start with the best part. So for me, I shockingly don't have one best part. I have three. Um, So I really liked seeing the majority of the Dodgers. You know, there were like two players that really stuck out as like being shitty the whole way through. But I really liked seeing them like start to back him up and to essentially like become better men because of it. Um, I really liked the dynamic between Jackie and Ricky. I thought it was just really um, interesting. There could have been like a real power imbalance there with Ricky being the owner um, at like in addition to the racial issues as well. But like they always speak to each other like equals. Um And, like, I just really liked their bond, their relationship. And then, like I already mentioned, the relationship between Jackie and Rachel, I liked that a lot, too. Yeah, I'm, like, I can't ever pick favorites either. So (laughs) I feel like uh, something that I liked, though, was that not only did Chadwick, like, keep his composure, but, or whatever, Chadwick as Jackie Robinson. So Jackie Robinson, like, keeping his composure, but he was also, like, an awesome baseball player. So, like, he could like stick it to the man as well like Mm -hmm. that scene like when we were talking about the again I can't remember the name the manager the Phillies manager that was Mm -hmm. saying racial slurs at him and then Jackie Robinson finally makes it home he didn't like have good hits at first but finally makes it home and then he's like well guess he can play or the manager said something yeah he said you know like yeah something like that like all right whatever but you know like Jackie was good so really like you couldn't there was no argument like he deserved to be there so I was just like happy that you know at the end which you know in real life like he was an amazing player and I'm just glad that I don't know that that's how it was that he was a conspicuous player they couldn't not have him yes Um, exactly I also got super mad when that manager Chapman they wanted to like do a photo op together and he was like well hopefully our trial by fire made it better and I was like you son of a bitch like how dare you I was so mad um oh he was the worst which actually leads into my worst part which was the racism um and I know it's supposed to be bad but that casual use of the n-word is so hard to hear Mm -hmm. um 
there were like multiple times that I like gasped I feel like um yeah jaw open yes and like the fact that so many people um still feel that way and like the fear that I felt while watching of like when the men are looking for him in Sanford when that white man stops him and Rachel when they're walking and like his instinct like my instinct was like oh my god run and like his instinct is to put Rachel behind him and really the guy just wants to be like we're I'm rooting for you and there's a lot of people rooting for you and like but you can't like that's not the initial feeling Mm -hmm. um there was just a lot of times where my stomach turned um and I also didn't like I you're not gonna know but the, the guy who plays Ben Chapman uh is Alan Tudyk and he plays like Hey Hey he's the voice of Hey Hey and Moana the chicken oh, <laughs> um and, so he's, random. and he's also like one of my favorite droids in Star Wars he's K2SO and I love K2SO and I was like when he started I was like don't you dare Alan Tudyk and then I was like oh my gosh like stop that so that made yeah. me really mad too um I did not enjoy that uh that's funny not really funny yes but <laughs> I think my like worst parts I think yeah just like the reflection on racism I don't know I mean obviously the Phillies manager that part was like the worst for me um but just thinking about how yeah racism pervades today maybe it's not quite as bad you know like things aren't segregated right now um, for the most part, but people still get talked to like that, and I don't know, looked down upon based on their skin color, and it sucks. And like maybe it's not said in such an obvious way, but it almost feels like racism has gotten more creative in like finding a way to say it without actually saying it. Um, yeah, which people will t- like will try and say like, oh, you're just being overly sensitive, but it's really not, um, in my opinion. Okay, um, this next section you're going to be really, really bad at. So we have the best actor and the worst actor. Um, I have the best actor. It has to be Chadwick. Like, he's so I, yeah. complex. I, see, I could have done that. <laughs> um, he's just, he's electric. You just can't take your eyes off of him in any scene. He's so mm-hmm. good. I agree. So I'm with you on the best actor. Um, I'll, then, I'll probably be with you on the worst actor too. <laughs> the worst actor. Um, I took Max Gale. He plays Bert Shotten, who's the the new manager that comes in. He's like the old guy that Ricky convinces to come back. I just thought like Leo and Christopher Maloney as Leo, the first manager, was so dynamic and so good that this guy was just like. I understand it was probably like part of the history and that's why they wanted to include like why Leo wasn't there but I was just like I'm not I'm not feeling this yeah I was also confused I agree like I couldn't really think of a worst actor so I'm gonna go with you on this one because that part I was also confused because I was like did he hire him in the middle of the game were they in the middle of the game when he came in is that why his pep talk was so weird because he's like I don't know what to tell you guys you guys know what's up uh good luck out there his pep talk was terrible. I was like, he's like, you know, I can't make it any worse. And I was just like, what is happening? Yeah, I couldn't tell. Um, I was confused. I don't think he got hired in the middle of the game, but like, he just seemed very useless. Like, I just don't understand why he was pulled in. Yeah, especially because like, 
he was a manager. So it wasn't like a random guy up the street that wasn't a manager. He had used to be a manager. So I also thought that was weird that he came in and was like, I don't know what to tell you guys. Yeah, that was super weird. Um, I didn't like that at all. I loved, though, when he went to go introduce himself to Jackie and he was like, are you Jackie Robinson? And he was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I thought maybe. So, like, <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, yeah, they had some good one-liners like that all in the all in the movie. I think, like, the God ones, all the Bible ones were pretty good. There was also, um, oh, shit, there was another one that I thought was really funny. Oh, it was all the announcers, um, like the sports reporters and the one guy's being really racist and saying like that the like physiology of black people is going to like drive all the white people out of the league because they have a longer heel bone. (laughs) And then he like hits a home run and the other guy's like, was that his heel bone? And like, he's like typing out, he's like, his heel bone led to a home run. And I was just like, (laughs) okay, that's great. Yeah. But that was Um, like an example of like Jackie being awesome. And that was why he like, it was able to prove himself and be so great was because he was a good baseball player. Exactly. They couldn't blame it on a heel bone. (laughs) Heel bone. What a crack. Yeah. Uh, So next is best costume. Um, I have two. Uh, Jackie's outfit in the last scene he's wearing like this tight button-up short sleeve shirt and just like simple black slacks and he just looks very nice it looks very nice on him um and then I had Rachel's wedding dress her wedding dress was so beautiful um I'm a sucker for a wedding dress so really if there's a scene in the movie where someone's wearing a wedding dress that's probably going to be it for me on it yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't I remember very many uniforms because I was thinking um, baseball uniforms. That's all I got. The Dodgers um, but, uniforms are nice. Yeah, but I did like Rachel's wedding dress as well. That was beautiful. I would say like what I did notice about the costumes was when um, Jackie Robinson got hit in the head. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even like realize that they didn't wear helmets back then when they beat him in the head. Not that that was a costume decision, but. Oh, my um, God, baseball I didn't players- even notice that. Yeah, baseball players wear helmets now. So I was like, I mean, you can still get like a concussion, but not quite as bad as what he probably got because he wasn't wearing a helmet. I liked that his entire team came out to fight and like both sides were fighting and he just kind of sat there in a daze. Like, I I liked that his team was finally, not that I'm advocating for fighting, but. Um, but he like comes comes to and he's like, oh, my team's fighting for me. Yeah, like my team's taking care of this. Okay, I'm just gonna sit here and not punch anybody. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as for worst costume, absolutely all of Jackie Robinson's ties were atrocious. They were horrible, and I should have looked. I need to know if they're historically accurate because they were terrible. Like, was he just really bad at picking ties, or was that the 40s? I don't know if I should admit this. I don't remember anything about his ties. Okay, I'm going to need you to look it up. Because it's real. Not right now. No, not right now. But like before you go to bed tonight, I need you to look up ties in the movie 42 because they are bad. (laughs) I think I got to look them up right now. We can keep talking about why were they so bad? Like what was your opinion on them? They were just like really loud, like really bad ties. Oh. So I did try to look this up. I tried to find actual pictures of Jackie Robinson wearing a tie. Um, The only ones that I could find were in black and white, but they did seem very patterned. So 
I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this is probably historically accurate. Um, either way, not a fan. Back to the episode. So did you have a worst costume? Nope. Shocking. <laughs> All right, last year we have thoughts on the soundtrack. Um, it was mainly instrumental and like it was good in the instrumental way of like it tells you how to feel. Um, but I would have liked more of the like 40s and 50s music. I like that kind of music. Yeah. Um, you know, some Ella Fitzgerald or Louis Armstrong oh, yeah. or you know, some Sinatra or something. Like I would have liked more of that. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't really remember when there was music, which I didn't really reflect on, but it was a long movie. So I wonder if that's part of it where it was like, I don't know if music makes movies longer, but I'm thinking, I don't know. If you also I'm wondering if like you have such big actors like Ford and Bozeman that like that's where a chunk of the money went. And then I'm sure there's like rights to Robinson's family, like stuff like that, if that's where more of that money went. Mm-hmm. I also wonder if there's like power behind not having music, you know, mm. like I never realized it, but if you've ever seen the movie, No Country for Old Men, there's You're the no... second person to talk to me about this. Have you seen that movie? No, but someone else in this season talks to me about this. About that it doesn't have music? Yes. Mm-hmm. There's no music in it, and it's like a super powerful movie. So I'm like wondering if there's just some power behind not having music in a movie. But it does have music. It just doesn't have... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> just not like actual pop. Like so with know. lyrics. Got it. Music they would have had to pay for. Yes. Love. No uh, I mean, for I'm, men. Sh- I'm sure they probably would have had to pay, you know, like a composer to create all the instrumental music too. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Um, okay. So next we are going to look at what changes we would personally make to the movie. Um, and we're also going to look at like who we think would, okay, I'm going to look at who we think would have been cast if it had been made in the nineties or the two thousands. Yep. Um, I got nothing. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so, and this is something like this has been kind of been a common theme throughout the season of like when they're based on historical events, you can't really change very much. Um, I want to have minded maybe more like real footage from the time. I don't know how Ooh. much there is of like Jackie playing or interviews or like, um, I would have even liked like maybe some like newspaper article like type of mm-hmm. um, footage. You know, they show some at the, oh no, I think they use the actors at the end. Um, yeah, they didn't use very much historical stuff. I didn't even think about that. Like real footage. Yeah. So I would have liked that. Um, and I wouldn't have minded even seeing the, some more women. Even the um, magazine cover when the manager and him are on they don't put the real picture on her do they i'd have to look but i don't think so i think it was like the fake picture of them oh it was it showed all the fake ones yeah um yeah and more I, women I, good. I would have liked to see more women um because i know that there were women in the 40s so it would have been nice to see some of them um mm-hmm. more than just rachel and the babysitter and the lady in the bathroom who tells her that she might be pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But I was like, that is I very think. emblematic of like women in the bathroom where like, you're like, are you okay? 
when's the last time you had your period like are you pregnant like yeah I'm um, sick and and I don't know why yeah the instant she was like I'm gonna be sick I was like oh knocked up yep um now for cast <laughs> I thought for Jackie Robinson maybe like Denzel Washington or Samuel L. Jackson um and then for Rachel I thought Carrie Washington or Angela Bassett you can look all these people up later um and then for Ricky I feel like Michael Caine was always cast as like the old white guy and stuff um uh-huh. like in Batman and um I was just like looking at stuff and I was like every single one was Michael Caine um or Clint Eastwood but I don't know and then for Chapman <laughs> I said Mel Gibson but I thought that might be too real <laughs> like um so maybe yeah. like Michael Keaton um I feel like Michael Keaton's a decent dude, so maybe he would be realistic. I don't know who Michael Keaton is, but I know who Mel Gibson is. I would say <laughs> I wonder if like Jackie Robinson, like was Chadwick Boseman, is it Bosman or Boseman? Boseman. So Chadwick Boseman, was he like when they made this movie a super big actor? Like I almost feel like you don't want it to be a big famous guy. Like Denzel Washington and Samuel Jackson are like, you know, faces you recognize. But if it's the early, like, 90s, because you want them to be younger. That's true. So, like, they had been in stuff, but they weren't, like, now. Like, I'm thinking, like, pre-Remember the Titans for Denzel. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't put Denzel in another historical picture. No, pre-Training Day. We're oh, talking, has he like, been really... in a bunch of sports ones? Um, Training Day is well, the, about a dirty cop. <laughs> <laughs> different vibe yeah (laughs) um and then like i don't know that's a good point though oh so i did look this up black panther comes out in 2018 and 42 came out in 2013 so there's a good five-year gap um i don't know how famous chadwick boseman was to other people but i didn't really know him until black panther so i don't know i guess it depends back to the episode so i mean that's a good point maybe wanting more unknowns Hmm. i don't know i just i feel like it takes away if like a super famous person plays another super famous person Mm, i think it depends like if they do a good enough job i would say it depends true down all right well natalie do you have any closing thoughts for us about 42 no thank you for having me on here i hope i didn't um drop all your ratings of your (laughs) podcast um it's been super fun i'm sure you forced me to watch a movie i don't watch movies ever so you got me to watch a movie and i'm learning about some new actors and actresses i love this i'm just gonna send you pictures of harrison ford and jackie robinson's ties all week (laughs) Um, so be prepared i'm ready all right (laughs) well folks that's all that we have for this episode of stones top tens thank you natalie for co-hosting with me and thank you all for listening Uh, i hope that you enjoyed it and that you will join us next week the artwork for the pod was created by avery summers please feel free to send me an email at stones top tens at gmail.com if you have any feedback Um, if you'd like to get notifications about stones top tens please subscribe to the podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your pods and rate and review me Um, you can also follow me on instagram at stones top tens
I'll see you next week for another movie I've never seen, A League of Their Own. I've seen that one. (laughs) 